After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Trying to scoot in there alone. It pinballs to the crease. Let's go. Uh, let's get it. Oh, oh my god. Here we go. Here we go. You're listening to the Country Blues Podcast. With your hosts, Derek. How you gonna get it, brother? John. Attaboy, Johnny. Eat up, Matt Casey. Unnecessary, but totally necessary. And Cody. What's not to love? Ladies and gentlemen, we are gathered here today to realize the 2021-2022 Philadelphia Flyers season. How boring was that? Bravo. Right? That's what we plan to do here today. We are going to dish on the putrid season it was. But first and foremost, my name is Derek. Welcome to the Pot Street Bullies. I'm John. What's going on, everybody? Matt Casey, what's up? Hello. How are and we doing? Hoagie. Yo, no yo, what's going on, boys? Here. <laughs> <laughs> Ho- Hoagie is the yin to my yang with the energy. It's so good. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh. Well, speaking of energy or lack thereof, uh, again, we are here to talk about a terrible season, summing it up, and uh, talking about some exit interviews as well as some actual hockey that's going to be happening here in the coming weeks, coming months as well. With some playoffs, we want to talk about the first round, what we're going to expect, and uh, really just go from there. So to kick things off, uh, John, I'm going to kick it over to you. Give me your final thoughts on what this season has been like. You know, I've actually really been trying to think about this because I do think like the easiest thing is to just be like complete another failure and disappointment. But I just it's a relief. That's how I feel. It's a right. relief. <laughs> I really think it was just like doomed from the beginning. 
you know, mm-hmm. like immediately with the injury issues, you know, when it was at what Ellison risked the line and, and, and Hayes right off the bat, or did Hayes play the first few games? I can't remember. Even even that, you had uh, Wade Allison, like game two of the rookie camp. like Right. Right. Like, I think Ivan Provorov said there was not one of the 82 games that the intended roster played together. Right. Yeah. And whether or not you want to say that this play, that played a major role in the team's success, how does it not? You know? Mm-hmm. So I think that really, not to give it an excuse where I want Chuck to run it back, but this team was doomed from the beginning because they just constant injuries to everyone. So to be clear, you don't want to run it back, correct? Don't don't want to run it back. No. Don't you like do not want to run it back. Do not want to run it back. <laughs> All right. John that's wants to run it back. Perfect. <laughs> yep. John wants to run it back. Okay. Hoagie, Got your it. final impressions on this season. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I hate doing this. It's Scott Lawton that said it. You know, this team looked good on paper, which everybody said going into the season. And yeah, you can look good on paper, but if the the product on the ice isn't doing anything, you're screwed from the beginning. So, I mean, we've said it as well. You know, the injuries are a reality and we couldn't escape it. It's, it's a crappy excuse, but they just couldn't escape that injury bug this season. So, and even even the COVID bug too. It it hit the team at a terrible time. And forgot about right. that. <laughs> just so many things happened this season. Right. That you're just like, oh man, that happened too. Like, oh crap! I thought that was last season. <laughs> Yet somehow Yandel made it through unscathed. Right. The suck just bleeds together. <laughs> oh, Matt Casey, your lasting impressions on a. A C- couple things. I mean, I want to, I want to, uh, you know, r- sort of uh, mirror John's comments a little bit in that, you know, the, the injuries, it is an excuse. And especially after watching some of those player interviews, um, and I know we'll get into it. It's just like, man, we really were missing a lot of pieces that were absolutely vital to that team. And again, no excuses, blah, blah, next man up. It's like that works with like a third one. line winger. Not right. with or one main injury, right? like yeah, with, with one injury, not with like you know, four of your top players in the game out, uh, at, at any one time. Um, but I'll say this I feel a little bit more optimistic this year than I did at the end of last season. And number one is for the injury standpoint, number two is I feel like we have turned the page from the 2010s era. Uh, which, you know, Giroux was the last holdout in there. Um, and, you know, we all love Giroux. They're not here to bash on him at all. But it was just – Speak for yourself. We were just, we were just, <laughs> we were just hoping that he was going to lead us. And it just, it just didn't happen. It's not all his fault or anything like that. But the page has been turned, and that's going to be reflected in roster changes. It's going to be reflected in guys that, you know – need to get healthy and then most importantly in my mind in the offseason is a coaching change and that's going to be the biggest move that we see in my opinion first um i think that's going to happen in the next few weeks well it's a tone setter too i mean like based off of who they hire is the direction this team is going next year 100 100 completely agree absolutely this i mean this in all actuality was the perfect storm Mm-hmm. And I say that in an imperfect way, obviously. This was just issue after issue, injury, COVID, just 
decimated by all this stuff. Well, anything that could have gone wrong went wrong. I don't know what law that is, but you guys know what I'm is talking about. Is that Murphy's about. law? Murphy's law. Anything call, that can go wrong, that the go Atkin- wrong. Atkinson law because he actually said that in his uh, in his yeah, interview. Yeah, I mean, we'll call it the Atkinson <laughs> law. The <laughs> so law creative. of Cam. <laughs> but everything went wrong. And then it all snowballed and somewhat accumulated into our franchise forward, our captain being traded away, likely not coming back, which – no. You know, that's, no. that's, yeah, it is what it is. It's its own discussion. It's coming back. Shut Shut up. Up. It's coming back. We're, ru- we're running it back, baby. Oh, yeah. oh, I hate you. Traded Voracek for Atkinson. <laughs> we're going to bring Yager back. It'll be great. Yep. 50 year old Yager still got it. You know, why not? What's the he harm? Still probably would have been like a top scorer on our team. He would have been. He absolutely would have been. No qualms yeah. about it. But it really just was the imperfect storm of things that could go wrong, and all of them went wrong. And then we ended up losing Giroux for really pennies on the dollar when you think about it. And mm-hmm. that was kind of that final blow that we were like, this sucks. Right. So, and no other way to put it uh, for me. Yeah, I'm just, it's disappointing. It's, I've soured on this organization, and there's much more to it than that. But like, it's just complete apathy at this point, you know? The last third of this season i just really couldn't care less you know i will tell you one thing i don't think i could be disappointed next season like i think i'm either going to be excited mm-hmm. and you know that could be in two different ways right excited because we're winning or if we've picked a, de- a direction of development and it's like okay i have something that i'm at least looking forward to down the road mm-hmm. But my disappointment meter, like, I don't think there's anything that could disappoint me at this point. <laughs> the like, gauge is broken. You know? <laughs> it's and, just yeah. hanging there. But also, on the flip side, I don't think there's anything that they can do this offseason that's going to just full-blown excite me and change my mentality. Like, I'm going to be apprehensive about everything. Right. Like, look what happened yeah. last offseason. Yeah. I mean, is, is that because you don't think there's players that will excite you or that you're just like you're – your meter is so far skewed that right. I no, I think that like if we brought in a Johnny Goudreau, I would be excited to have Johnny Goudreau, but my expectations for this team, right? I would still be really hesitant just because, like, you last, I mean, this past season proved that you can continue to tinker the roster as much as they did. And there are still things that are going to prevent you from freaking winning. Right, right. Like being a bad team. Well. <laughs> I mean, that'll prevent you from winning a couple games. I, right. I'm no expert in this, but you know. I, I think overall it's it's skill and it's also confidence. And and you know, you just saw that confidence fall off a cliff. Oh. And anytime you saw it start to peak, it's like, oh, let's just go on a 13 game, you know. Right stinker let's do it twice go for it um so i mean i think that yeah the the confidence and just like you know there's sometimes that just players don't gel together and there that may have been the situation here where we just had conflicting skill sets and i don't think anybody's under under the delusion that this team's going to be run back but it's like how much can chuck really change but change the change a ton last summer we'll see if we'll, we'll see if you can throw the throw the dice in the Yahtzee cup and and roll it back out I mean according to all the players during the exit interviews which we can kind of segue into here uh, this is a close-knit team I mean a lot of the guys preached about how you know we're not you know finger pointing we're not you know looking at each other saying why didn't you do that why didn't you do that like it seems like a very close-knit uh, <clears throat> locker room which 
I wouldn't really expect any of them to say otherwise, unless your name's Ivan Provorov. <clears throat> but regardless, you know, these guys made it a point almost to say how close of a locker room this is. Um, you know, if we're going to talk, I mean, we'll get to a couple of the quotes, a couple of the things that were said by some of these guys. But if you guys wanted to, you know, delve into one thing that you noticed, I know the one hot topic obviously is pro Rob, but we can, <laughs> you know, whenever we want to get into that, we can get into that. But John, is there one main thing that you took away from either one exit interview or just all of them in general? Ryan Ellis. Yep. Big one. For yeah. sure. You know what I mean? Like still still a little murky but it sounds like they have finally come to some sort of agreement on on what is going to take place and the goal is to be ready by training camp you know i mean mm -hmm. it was just nice to hear from him you know and get some some sort of clarity you know i mean he even kind of went into the specifics of his injury where it was like layered is there a cat yeah, but it's, I don't know what the hell she's doing. <laughs> of course, it's a hoax. Cat just doesn't want to hear John talk. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, aside from the hot topic, which we're going to talk about, to me that was the big one, right? Because mm -hmm. I mean, the last show—that's all I wanted to talk about—was the fact that Ryan Ellis is going to mm -hmm. make or break next year. Like, it doesn't, you know. So, oh yeah, I, it was I, nice to see him go in depth about that. And I'm sorry to cut you off, Matt Casey. Go no, ahead. Go. No, I, I mean, I, probably the same thing. I, I wrote down, good for him for, like, stepping up and not being like, here is my statement. I will be going back into my cocoon now. Um, mm -hmm. Like, he he answered as many questions as he could. And my my first comment was like, man, I feel like a dick after all the stuff we said last week. Like, he seems like... <laughs> He seems like a guy I want to root for. Like sure. I want I want to see him on the ice and like just seeing his professionalism on the microphone and how like you know just eloquent he was and like he didn't want to overstep his bounds with the medical stuff. He's like I don't know how to explain it. Like he's like I'm not a doctor. He's you know the guy right. barely has a high school education probably cuz of hockey. <laughs> but like how can you not root for this guy? Um to come back and really make a great comeback now like is that a giant tbd yeah it, it is and, and the fact that that is the linchpin that holds everything else in there but i walked away from that i was like good for him like i want him to be back i'm not like i don't want to be a pissed off fan be like oh he doesn't want right. to play like mm -hmm. i think we've been fed that spoon with nolan patrick and and all that sort of stuff but um, I agree with you. Ellis was that was the one interview I watched from start to finish. That, that was like 15 minutes. Um, and I, I watched that whole thing. And it was funny too. He was like, Yeah, I was I was four four points in five games. What else could you want? You know? <laughs> he he admitted it was the hardest year of his career, which I think we all kind of could, you know, read the tea leaves there. But I mean, when you face that much adversity, you're coming to a new city, a new team, admittedly that he loves Philadelphia as well. Um but he's working on a solution. He says that solution is healthier tissue, treatments, corrections, whatever it might be, you know. Um, but I did love the, spe the specifics of the, the pelvic region. You know, that part is where he's focusing on right now, and that's where the injury is at. So you got enough information to know that, it, you know, we kind of know what it is now. It's just a little murky, like John had alluded to, as to exactly what it is. But at the end of the day, I don't care what it is. I said it last week. It could be a shaman performing some ridiculous ritual. If it works, I'm happy. You know? Right. Yeah. That, that guy's got to play two good games for the Flyers 
and this fan base will be will be right back on the horse. Well, yep. and from a yep. PR standpoint, like he needed to have that kind yep. of exit interview, you know, mm-hmm. like so did the team. So did the well, team, right? right. Yeah. But the yeah. fan base was ready to make him a villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, and at least for you know the five level-headed fans that the Philadelphia Flyers have. This will this will kind of settle things a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sure, absolutely. Uh, Hoagie, your biggest takeaway here from the exit interviews? I, I'll touch on Ryan Ellis real quick because I'm just very confident in uh, in just his responses. I mean, he was disappointed in himself for how the season went down. I, I don't want. I hope not echoing anybody, but. I think he's he's the type of guy that we need in this locker room, and him being mm-hmm. out of the lineup, out of not with the team all season, really hurt the chemistry in a way. Because after the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy. The tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Like oh, he, said himself, he said it himself. He's like, I bring that pedigree of we don't miss the playoffs. So like, I think I think he's that guy that's really going to help pivot this team into a different momentum. I just hope mm-hmm. you know Chuck reads off of that and, and brings in the right pieces. So right, I'll tell you one thing that stuck out to me that I'm actually really impressed with <laughs> is that during Cam Atkinson's exit interview, he said, "I don't know if anyone really deserved that award this year." Talking about the team MVP, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really candid moment, and I really liked seeing that out of Cam Atkinson. Right, he needs I, to wear an A or something. Yeah, absolutely. The, I that's it. I mean, one of the things that I'll I'll say is. You know, between Ellis and Atkinson, I think those are like just the way they present themselves and the yeah. confidence they have go through. Like they they deserve that the letter on their chest. I you know I still think Coots will probably be the guy, assuming that he's healthy. Another big assumption. <laughs> uh, but you know, those are clearly two veterans who have been through this and understand how to reach a team. And like just. I, I was watching I watched the Ellis interview and then the next one I watched was uh Sanheim and like you know Sanheim could have a good that guy could barely string a sentence together. Like <laughs> he is he is as dull as dull gets and it doesn't reflect him as a player. But even like everyone who's like Kevin Hayes, what what a funny guy. I'm like, Kevin Hayes like sounds miserable oh, in every he's... interview he's ever done. That's right. that Dorchester asset, man. It's brutal up here. <laughs> yeah. Just the overall candidness, too, of what he said. Like another excerpt I picked up on was when he said how embarrassing it was for the organization, the fan base, the city. Mm-hmm. Like the guy hit the nail on the head, and he didn't mince words. He was very straightforward of what he said. And, I mean, you can't help but respect that. Not that there was any lack of respect towards Cam Atkinson to begin with, but that really showed you the type of person that he is, and he's just as hurt by this season you know, as anybody on that team for that matter. Mm-hmm. So it was great to see that bit of just, you know, transparency and, uh, you know, looking, kind of getting a glimpse through his eyes as to how this season went for him as well. Um, One other takeaway. I don't know if you guys got this too, but this team really likes Mike Yo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
they really respect him. Um, and this isn't me endorsing him for the head coach <laughs> job at all, but you know, they really did seem to respect him. The younger guys mm-hmm. really liked the way that he coached them. So I do hope that, you know, they can keep him in the fold. Like, I, I don't know if it's possible where he would go back to being an assistant, but when you're trying to really change the culture of this team and you're presumably going to have a lot of young players, mm-hmm. he seems like a good person to have around in some capacity. Sure. Right. I, that's it's tough. I mean, you're going to ask a guy to essentially take a demotion heading into next year. It's like, could the guy find a job somewhere else? That maybe I don't not know. A head coach not at the job. NHL, man. No, like, but like, I'm also yeah. discouraged by the <laughs> fact that late in the season they're practicing line changes for Christ's sake. Like, come on, <laughs> like that <laughs> hockey 101 here, guys. Like, come on. I mean, I I would I would love him to be the, <laughs> the head coach of the Phantoms, quite frankly. But right, you know, that, just that swap him. Him and Laperriere, you know. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> talk, talk about talk about interviews. Lappy had a really good one the other night, right? Uh-huh. Wait, what was that? I, I what was it? I he he, he basically was, like said nobody had heart on that team. Is that what? That pretty much, and and just kind of like trashed everybody. Like you know, they're they're hurting their careers. They're not hurting mine they're not playing for everything like really took a, took a dig into some veterans Warren? pretty much so was it warranted or not let's get into that i don't know i don't watch the phantoms <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean if he was saying it about the flyers i would i'd love it even more right i i think i look at that though and that's a systemic issue overall that it's right. like okay if it's happening with the big club and then with the phantoms like okay that's a that's a big cultural issue and you know lappy may be a one and done kind of guy i don't know um he's not know, going I, anywhere he's got pictures of somebody he took he's a puck to the face too long, man. Yep. <laughs> the yeah, golden well. ticket <clears throat> so again we alluded to it earlier uh after touching on ellis here let's touch on his partner or his prospective partner <laughs> that we all hope can be his partner uh ivan Provorov. Very interesting exchange. I don't know the name of the reporter, nor do I care. Jordan um, Hall. It was, no, Jordan it, was, Hall. it was Jordan Hall that asked the question. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Okay. Like the I mean, least asshole of all of them. Yeah. Right. We've had him on the show before, and he was one of the friendliest people I think we've ever met. And, I mean, to get that type of response uh, just shocks me. But, you know, he asked him essentially, like, how would you grade out your season? And Provrov <clears throat> said, Quote, no matter what I say, you guys are going to give me your own grades. You're all experts in hockey, so you're going to give me all your super experienced grades. Goes on to say, I don't need anyone to write any glory stories on me. Okay, pal, don't think anyone's writing a story like that unless you're so, writing for insert right. here. Yeah. Um, but but th- that follow that follow up, you know, that the whole glory part was Jordan Hall followed up with, uh, has the media been too hard on you this season? Like, like so I think, question right there. I think Just Jordan like, Hall knows that answer right away. Like, oh, yeah. It's all been hard on him. But rightfully so, right? I mean, right. it's not hard on him if he deserves it. Exactly. Yeah. I, I got I a different take on this. Like, I don't I don't disagree that, like, Provorov shouldn't have said that. But, like, I don't know. Like, I don't disagree with the fact that he's like, I shouldn't have to grade. Like, you guys are going to do it. Like, he has a I I completely agree. Yeah. And, you know, you look back at some of the other, you know, leaders on this team. Like, 
Chris Pronger was notorious. And granted, Chris Pronger was in a league of his own. Like, right. you know, yeah. and he he sort of earned that through his career. But he was notorious for just being like, that's a stupid question. Shut up. <laughs> and right. and like literally that blunt, you saw, you know, Mike Richards when uh, you know, he was he was on something, you know, doing <laughs> doing interviews. And he would just be like, you just ask the same question again. Like, you know, he, he would get visibly frustrated. And, you know, then you obviously have the 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 Jig Voracek thing with uh, what's his name Seals last year. And right. so, like, you know, it's not that ridiculous. I think, like, could Provorov have handled it differently? Yeah, absolutely. But I don't disagree one bit that it's like, what what difference does, does it take for him to grade himself? You know, well, he doesn't owe that to the media to grade himself. No, but, but I mean, here, like the oh. pull, the PC answer would be like, it's an F. I sucked, you know, <laughs> right. and then you move right. on. Right. But that's not him. <laughs> I just think here's the thing. There's a lot of conversation about the heart of this team, mm-hmm. right? Whether, you know, whether or not they can handle things resiliently. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a, one of those guys that there's a question mark with that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean. Sure. We've kind of removed a big core, right? Already, where it's like mm-hmm. him and Konechny are like this new group of people who are under the microscope and on the chopping block. Mm-hmm. And I just think for a guy who they criticize and say he has thin skin and is always looking at the mm-hmm. what the media says and all this stuff, that just was not the response. Uh, agreed. What he said wasn't. Yeah, Incorrect, but right. the undercurrent of it, it certainly yeah. does not help him one he, bit. It, if right. you actually, if you watch the video, That's once what, yeah. he said it, he knew he was screwed. Because like, <laughs> like instant I, regret. Like, like he, he's like, no matter what I say, you guys are on, you know, giving your own grades. And he's like, and like you kind of saw him like kind of right that moment where you're like, like shit, I shouldn't have said it, man. But I gotta roll with it now. Like, and I don't think it was geared towards Jordan Hall. No, I think it was no, more they, of he was waiting. He knew somebody was gonna ask that question. Yeah, it was. It was, sure. it was towards that whole room. Yeah. Right. And yep. I, I think you know where I take you know kind of the double edged sword here is you know I was listening to Flyers Daily and I think he you know Martinez does a great job and he had um. Who do, you, who do you have? Who's the guy who comes on every Monday with him? Bill Meltzer. 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 Um, and Jason was like really pissed off about it. And again, I think he does a great job. But I was just like, really? That pissed you off? Like, right. you know, I, come on. I think it pissed off a lot of people, to be honest with you. Really? Can we start a, Talk uh, about thin-skinned, huh? Can we start a Flyers Daily reference count for Matt Casey? Because I, <laughs> I, I feel I, at least I, two I do or three love times it. an episode. So it's like, so I was listening to Flyers Daily the other day. Like, <laughs> We should have them being have them pay us so you know <laughs> but regardless aside from the point the, i will the other thing that i'll say because i did want to watch the video of Provorov, so i was like is the transcript just reading weird hmm. um Provorov just looks like defeated like Done. he just yeah. he just yeah. looks like he has just had it and granted he is the only person who played like anything close to a full season on that <laughs> d-line besides yandel um so like and he's done it for the last what four years where right. he's kind of had to carry that defensive core and it just like it just looks like he is burdened right now and that's why i you know i i think a change of scenery might benefit him as well as us um sure. right. in the coming off season i mean that's what it's, happens when you're playing 24 26 minutes a night every right. night yeah. night in night out like for a just, crap team right yeah. it's gonna get to you and i think it has um it's it's tough. It's tough to watch. 
I'll tell you another thing that did discourage me a little bit after uh, reading through the transcript as well as watching it was when they had asked about Ellis um, and Provorov said that he hadn't talked to Ryan in about a month or so. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily, maybe, again, I don't want to blow this out of proportion or make this a bigger deal than it needs to be. But, like, if that's your top pairing next year and was supposed to be your top pairing this year, I'd expect a bit more communication between the two. You know, I'm not talking, like, best buds. What are they going to talk about, though? Like, what's there to be said? Yeah. I mean, just talk about hockey for, for <laughs> you know what's sake. Like, just check on him, see how he's doing, like, a status updates, stuff like that. I mean, think about it. John, status status update. Ryan Ellis isn't giving anybody anything. Well, no, but I mean, friends, like if, if John's going through something like that, he'd tell me. If I was going through that, I'd tell you guys too. Like that, that's but, something that you know buddies do that you know call work together, you know. But I think I think though that that's a big part of this, you know. And I was listening to a baseball podcast. I don't know why, but I was listening to a baseball podcast and the guy actually said something pretty smart. He was like, we always look at these things and go, well, they have to be buddies. Like this is their job. These are, they work right. together, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, even if there's good chemistry on the ice or on the baseball field or whatever, that doesn't mean that they, they have the kids, relationship kids right goes, yeah, right. you know? Sure. So Derek, I totally get what you're saying, but I really don't think that that's out of the ordinary. Like Ryan Ellis isn't playing, you know, what are they going to solve? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> But, like, aside from just, like, a status check, you know, sure. once a week just being like, hey, man, thinking of you, hope you're doing okay. Let me know if you need anything. I I, I don't know. Maybe it's me expecting too much. Again, not Watch saying the they need to be BFFs that are going to have sleepovers every Saturday night. But, I mean, Christ. That'd be cute. <laughs> Would be cute. Maybe <laughs> put Ivan like in a wedding crasher style. Oh, well, I guess right. it is weird that we uh, get a sleeping bag. And- <laughs> well, Ellis just got tired of him calling because Pro Rob could go, Do you see what this guy wrote about me? God damn it. <laughs> speaking, uh, speaking of like media and stuff like that, did you guys see someone ask Connectney, like, have you heard about any trade rumors or whatever? And Connectney's like, I don't have social like, media. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You had to think someone was going to ask that to somebody, you know, (laughs) somebody bigger, you know, of the fish in the pond. But like, it might bother some of these guys. It bothered Voracek, maybe. He blocks everybody on Twitter. But like to a guy that doesn't have social media that I'm pretty sure these guys asking these questions probably have a good pulse on who's got a Twitter, who's doesn't. Mm -hmm. You're going to ask a guy that doesn't have a Twitter. It's like, what do you expect him to say? Like, yeah, I, uh, I go through my wife's Twitter. And uh, look at all the rumors. Like, nah, right? Who cares? It's definitely what Provorov does. Could be. I don't know. I mean, but yeah, no. I mean, he. The only other thing notable, at least, or something to discuss with Provorov, like when they asked him about going back to Russia, if the team advised him, and he's like, "Let's stick to hockey." Can we like? <clears throat> and I'll get off my pedestal here in a second, but like, we just stop with this stuff. Like, we all know what's going on. It sucks. Like, it's unfortunate, but like. This is hockey. I, it's an escape right. for all of us. Can we just focus on hockey? Like no right. one needs to know right. any of that crap. <clears throat> yeah. yeah like, if like if the reporter lived in Oklahoma, be like, oh yeah, you're gonna go down and see your like you know tornado ridden you know <laughs> community that you, that's just <laughs> you know went through. Like yeah, you got to just keep things on a on a level playing field and realize like what this is. Like these guys mm-hmm. aren't here as politicians as much as right. like we'd like to have yeah. that kind of stuff. So and yeah. especially like know the person you're interviewing right like mm-hmm. maybe some players you can get something like that out of them 
This dude does not want to talk to any of you. It's mm-hmm. it's clear that he's right. pissed off. He's fed up. He doesn't want anything to and do that, with this. That was the, like, the last question. Like and now you're going to ask him about no. Just, right. Was, it was like the it's, last it, question of the interview. Like, come on. Like, yeah. Right. And he had answered that. He had answered that like three weeks ago or a month ago when this first started. He was just like, no, let's just stick to hockey. And it's like good for you. And it's like, right. You don't. It's not like a, that's out of the blue either. You know, Artemi Panarin had to stop playing last year because the yeah. Russian, like, he was freaked out about the KGB. Right. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I'll tell you another thing from another defenseman here if we're going to switch gears from Provorov. I found it interesting that after the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And it could be a fun discussion. Sanheim, I did not know this, is our Players Association rep for the Flyers. Since when? Uh, I'm assuming it was Giroux. I, I believe no, it was so. JVR. I, it was JVR. That's yeah. right. It was JVR. So that even kind of intensifies this discussion because if JVR is no longer the Players Association rep and Sanheim is. Oh, well. <laughs> you can See you later. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be a sign of things to come. Does it? kind of lend its hand to Sanheim sticking around for quite some time here. I mean, I, I, I mean, don't... I, Joe had I mean, uh, <laughs> I think that he might be sticking around here, but I really don't think that the fact that he's the player rep has anything to do with it. I think no. that's a reach. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's like one of those things where you, it's like you got to fill out a one form thing. They're not going through like <laughs> background check or something like that (laughs) to be sure you're qualified but you know he's obviously not going (laughs) (laughs) Um, so i I don't know i I think it maybe maybe there's some significance that they did transfer it over to from um jbr especially you know i was going to be like oh they don't do it on the last year of a of a deal but sandheim's on the last year of a deal too right so uh or is there like terms to these like i don't know like can, can you know. only be a rep for so many years is, I, does the know. team elect it like i i know nothing about how that process right. works yeah you know like cool. into it too much <laughs> but i also yeah. think jvr has got a you know i i watched a bit of his interview and talk about another guy that just looks like defeat he doesn't care <laughs> he just he looks like he's coming off a bender um and i i do hope he finds like a good place but like we can't have him here again we're gonna not not at the start of the season absolutely not (laughs) can't have if they want to make anything happen this seat this off season he can't be here he's a a 25 goal scorer who wouldn't come on stop it wouldn't want that shot speaking how about joel farabee didn't watch it 
one thing stuck out to me, and this is just me reading into him uh, for his offseason, he's only working on his one-timer. I think if Ferebi can pull off a one-timer, that'll be dangerous. I also saw that he wants to focus on his two-way game. (sighs) And I just right then and there, I'm like, shut up. Shut your mouth. (laughs) Shoot the puck. Work on that one-timer. If that's all you work on this summer, I'll be ecstatic. I, I must have just stopped at the one time and didn't keep reading because I got too excited. Well, yeah. No, I saw that too, and I was like, awesome, great. I, I hope you know you can work on your one-timer this summer. That'd be fantastic. And he's like, I want to focus on my two-way game. I'm like, no. It's like, no. A, it's like a puppy with a spray bottle. I'm like, no, Joel, no, no. <laughs> the other comment that I, I was reading it uh, when Frost – they're like, oh, are you sticking around to train? And Frost was like, no, I'm going home again. Yes. And I was like, huh. A lot of guys aren't sticking around, apparently. Uh, there was, what, York, Adder, Cates, Frost, Farabee, McEwen. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure a lot of them are going home to see their family. Mm-hmm. But that was such a big deal last year, or was it two right. years ago now, where was Frost wasn't – it was the last year. He yep. didn't stick around in the offseason. He didn't practice with the team, didn't train with the team. And then it was like, oh, where's his head at? Is he committed? Wow. Is he you know, mm-hmm. looking to make an impact with the Flyers? Does he want to be here? That was such a discussion last summer. Right. That mm-hmm. now it's almost like we're revisiting it because oh, Frost isn't going to be here this summer. Like maybe it's just he wants to be home after a terrible season for a little bit. He's going to get right. back into the fold, but I don't know. And, and I think maybe I'm I'm taking the lens way too much of like a PR standpoint with a lot of these things, but mm-hmm. I do think that like there are subtle things that players could be doing whether it's Provorov just keeping his mouth shut or Frost saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to spend July at home and then come back for August, you know, to train mm-hmm. here. Like just little things to ease the mind of the right. people who support the franchise to be like, okay, yep, things are going to be different because it's mm-hmm. just magnifying those things that we've identified as problems, whether or not they are actual issues. It, it just magnifies it more when it's like, oh, it's it's not changing. Right. I mean, sure. you got you to gotta be pretty intensive into the flyers, like the four of us, to pinpoint one line in our third line center's <laughs> exit interview and read and, and just blow it out of proportion. <laughs> I mean, but think about it. You know, what, what, what are, what are we going to discuss tonight? I, I hate to say it that way, but, I mean, these exit interviews do give us a little bit of a peek into – what these guys went through this off se- or this season, and then what's going to happen this off season could put, or what they're saying they're going to do this off season could potentially give us a peek as to what their mindset is. Um, and with Frost too, like there was some interesting tidbits about Yo, where he said that Yo knew how to challenge him, knew when to challenge him, and then also when to kind of build up his confidence. So, mm-hmm. to me, that kind of lends a hand to not necessarily being mentally fragile. I don't want to go that far. But like, think about it. You know, if you're at your jobs, like if your boss is going to tear you down and like you deserve it, like, are you going to use that as motivation? Or are you going to be like, hey, can you build me back up and tell me all the nice things that I've done? Right. Like, right. I, I don't know. Again, but maybe they, I'm being but too they always say, though, that that's like the change in sports now, though. Right. It's not mm-hmm. like when they talk about good coaches, it's no longer like the X's and O's guys. It's the people who can relate to the players in the locker room. And know like when they need a pick me up instead of a reprimand. Yeah, you know everybody needs a pick me up though. I mean, but you need to hear it when you're not doing well as well. 
Right. Maybe that way the compliment means something, you know? Yeah, exactly. It means much more when you're hearing it less often Mm -hmm. because when you hear it all the time, it's essentially someone blowing smoke up your ear. It's white noise. It's white noise. Exactly. Speaking of, you know, needing positive thoughts, what do you guys think of Carter Hart's exit interview? I didn't even really write anything down on Hart's exit interview. Like, I, I feel like it's the same every year with him and i I hate saying that i'm not souring on him but man just we need you to get your stuff together put it together like yeah i mean he's only what 23 so i guess like he doesn't have to have to but like yeah his his stock's starting to he's 23 but he's been a pro at you know at the end yeah right yeah yeah it's it's time man yep agree yeah all coming together for next year, boys. Hope, baby. Hope. Did you notice the one thing one where to Cam Atkinson when they asked him about Tortorella? Mm-hmm. He was all interesting. In for it. He interesting. was like, I effing love that guy. Yeah, right. He dropped, he dropped that name pretty quickly. Right. I'm not opposed to it. Now, I've been wanting this guy behind the Flyers bench for a while. It'd be, it'd be interesting. I would be interesting to say the least. I I think Tortorella will only come here if they're you know you have like an, a legit NHL roster that's ready to win. You pay him enough money, he'll be here tomorrow. Not if it's a team like we just had. If you're just adding one onesies, twosies, that's not going to help propel this team. He's not coming here. There's no way. It's it's the art of selling. Chuck Fletcher, Dave Scott, whoever it is, has to sell Tortorella on the idea. That this team is going to be completely different next year. I mean, he did take a um, job with Columbus. Yeah, <laughs> that tells you all you need to know. <laughs> you know, it's your pedestal in Columbus. <laughs> I'm not holding to a pedestal there, but I just this team is completely different than those teams back then. Like, come on. Well, no, look, he had he had some good teams with the Rangers. There's sure. no doubt about that, but like, did he really do a ton with Columbus? Like, I think they were better with him. I mean, they played but... hard. Yeah. yeah, right. They play hard. Didn't they sweep Tampa? They were the one. Yeah. Tampa yeah. was the one seed. You know. Mm-hmm. I think there, he got yeah. more out of that team than people expected him to. And that's what we want ultimately, because right. it seems like there's too many nights where the Flyers are just going through the motions. So mm-hmm. if you get a coach that can light that spark underneath them. Get them playing motivated hockey and get them running and rolling and you know ready to go every single night. I think I think that's a successful first step. Mm-hmm. Right. There was a quote a couple weeks ago from Drew, and I guess he got benched in the third period of a of a Florida game. Like he was he he was like, yeah, I got benched. Oh. But he was like, no, that didn't actually happen. You fell for it, didn't you? you oh, fell no. for the evil pretty quote. That didn't that didn't happen. Oh, all right. <laughs> no, I'm totally tagging Evil Gritty in this because you know who else got who oh else? all right. Yeah. What's his name? Got it. Uh full got fooled for it. Um, um what was it? The the big Biz Nasty. Biz Nasty. Yeah, Biz fell for oh, it. All right. Well, yep. I feel like it. Spitting chicklets. Yeah, Sorry. they fell for it. The, all the all the, the fake news <laughs> out there. They get the big guys and the little guys. <laughs> Son of a gun. No, I that is honestly one thing towards the end of the season that I enjoyed were the fake quotes from that guy. Oh my god! <laughs> Just like the, the fake Giroux no. quotes, where it's like, 
you know, I never knew what it was like to play on a successful team. And I'll tell you what, I never want to go back or like just stuff like that. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the funny stuff. And it just makes you laugh because you're like, I could totally see him thinking this. Like, right. right. <laughs> there's the realism <laughs> to it. And part of, part of you like starts getting angry that, that you think it's real. And then you see who tweets it. And you're like, oh, I thought it was yeah. real. Now I'm angry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Objective complete. <laughs> Too now, it was, uh, yeah, he, he got a couple people with that. But, uh, you know, in terms of just overall, like, I guess this is another small thing, but they asked Knackney, uh, Faraby, and Limblom, respectively, if they were going to be taking part in, uh, in Worlds. And it kind of threw me through a loop because I'm like, Team Canada wants Knackney on their team? Like, <laughs> U.S. I could maybe understand? Sweden? Yeah. Eh? Like, but I, I don't know. I mean... Well, playing for their country after the season that they all had, I'm kind of like, why would they want? I like, I don't know, why yeah. would they want to deal with that? Fairby like, shot it down right away. He's like, oh, no, yeah. I'm I'm rehabbing my shoulder. I'm 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 yep. not doing anything stupid to, to connect me to next season. Connecting was like, I'm a dad. Like, I'm gonna be at home with the yeah. kids, spending time with my. Right. I think he has a daughter. Um, don't yeah. call me daughter. Nah, I got other words I like to call you, um, but it makes sense. Like uh, Limblom just confused me because I, again, I like him, I, but to play in Worlds, I don't know if he's that caliber player currently. You know, right? It depends on you know what pond you're fishing in. True, right? Like, I mean, a lot, a lot of the Team Sweden here. A lot of the questions that they asked were just like, "Why? Why are you asking this?" Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the, but the, the that's one what these things are. I did, but the one that infuriates me is like, did, did Chuck and everybody tell you where the the team's going next season? Like, no, Chuck we're not talks, having that uh, conversation right now. Chuck <laughs> and Mike Yo, I think, talk Tuesday, uh, so we'll hear about yeah. that here tomorrow. Or Mike Yo, that'll be awkward. Today. I, man, I'm surprised nothing's been done yet, like move wise. But maybe they're like waiting for the press conference, and Mike Yo is going to be like, "Yeah, they hired me full time," or "No, I'm going. I'm out of here." Well, what would your honest reaction be if they're like Mike Yo is the coach? I know we're like, oh, players seem to like him. I, I'm going to be supremely disappointed, quite frankly. It'd be like that gift from San Andreas, like, oh shit, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, the only way I wouldn't be disappointed if it's attached with we have decided that we are going to take more of a rebuild approach and we're going to yep. see what we're going to get out of this young group, mm-hmm. right? And we're going to, you know in two years kind of reevaluate because if it's like, okay, we're going the youth movement, we're going to see what we have then. Okay. Whatever. I mean, are right. you going to have him or like a Dave Hackstall type? Yeah. Like I'd rather just <laughs> keep him. But if it's, Hey, we're aggressively retooling and we think Mike, Yo's the guy then yeah, I'm with you. KCO. Mm. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I, th- I think if we hire, yo, it definitely gives you, it tells you where we're going. It, like we're we're heading more towards that nowhere. rebuild. Nowhere. Exactly. Nowhere. <laughs> we're not bringing anything to broad. That's for damn sure. Do you? Do any of you have like preferred coaching candidates? Like people that are kind of on your radar? I mean, Derek. I know Tortorella, but even then, like I'm not going to be upset if they don't pick Tortorella unless it's just some random no name that no one knows. They right. go the whole, you know, what was it? Dave was it Sheldon Keefe when he was – everybody's like, Sheldon Keefe should be the next coach of the Flyers. I'm like, your analytics told you that? Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> now, he can do that with Toronto, but Christ, anybody could at this right. point. 
mean, the only other name I've heard out there is Tockett, mm. but like, uh, I, yeah. I'm also like, didn't he get fired by Phoenix? Yeah, like, that that's tough. <laughs> well, I like one. I like Paul Maurice. He's yeah, a name that, that name he's that? from Winnipeg. I don't know if he's coming back to hockey right now, though. Well, yeah, but I mean, he keeps getting mentioned. So oh, yeah, you know, I mean. Maybe with him it was more of a you know this thing in Winnipeg just isn't working anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But then there was the guy from Dallas who ended up leaving because he has no coming back. Jim Montgomery, Jim Montgomery, yeah, like that team was good under him, but then he had to leave the game. I mm-hmm. think it was substance issues or alcohol or something without you know but he yeah. he seems to be back you know and interested in joint like i would like somebody like that mm-hmm. um where it's like they've clearly had successful teams but they don't have the huge name where it's like right you know, with av you thought you were you were getting a stanley cup yeah of course <laughs> jokes <We> all <laughs> once again <laughs> um uh, if there's i mean we I got all off season yeah. buddy well, I'll go to you first about this, though, just summarizing your thoughts on exit interviews. Like, is there anything you'd like to add just overall as to what you heard, what you saw? I mean, I I always try to take these things with a grain of salt. You know, I, the, the Ellis was the thing that I wanted to hear, and I heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that my opinion on Ivan Provorov is becoming more solidified, not on who he is, but just whether or not he should be with this franchise moving forward. Sure. Um, and then everything else, like, eh. yeah, I like Risto's. It was like three minutes. Oh, short answers, perfect. Yes. Oh, oh, and he was like, he was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> like, that was, like somebody asked like an incredibly long question. He's like, "I don't know what you're saying." Like, <laughs> oh. Hoagie, anything you're taking away from all these exit interviews? Um, in agreement with John, I, I'm I'm happy with Ryan Ellis. I think. He'll, he'll be a pivot for this team next season, just pushing us in the right direction. Um, I'm just I'm just cautious about next season all together. Just it's just tough. I I, I got way I, myself and everybody included. We got way too excited last off season with all the moves and looking good on paper doesn't we'll, prove we'll anything. Do it again. We will do it again. <laughs> Run it back, baby. Only once. <laughs> all right, Matt Casey, your takeaways from all this. Uh, a couple. One, Ellis and Atkinson, clearly, in my mind, the defined leaders and who should be the leaders of that team. Um, number two is I, I wish like some of the guys would just like show up and shower and put a collar shirt on or something like that for these <laughs> interviews because they all look like freaking bums. Um, but number three, I think it's got to be tough, man. You just got you just spent four months of playing meaningless hockey. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you know, that's got it. That's got to wear on you. And so, you know, good for them for showing up. Good for most of them for putting on a good face. But, um, you know, that's, that's a, that's a tough room to go in front of, um, you know, two days after laying a complete egg for the second year in a row. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Everybody just seemed demoralized and rightfully mm-hmm. so bad season. Nobody was thrilled to have to talk to the media after that season. So I get it. I understand it. My only hope, that they can try to string something together next year. And we'll see how that unfolds here in the offseason. Um, but before we get to the offseason, we have 
playoffs to talk about. Let's talk about some winners. Let's talk about some good hockey teams and some good <laughs> hockey games that we're going to get to watch that I personally can't wait to stop talking to you four sh- three schmucks uh, and go start watching. But first yeah, round here. <laughs> yes, I count myself. I am a schmuck. Um, <laughs> let's start with the Western Conference here. Let's break this down. Predictions. We'll go first round, and then when the second round kicks off, maybe we'll uh, – or do we want to go the entire thing? No. No. no? Let's just quickly no. do our pr- predictions for just the first quick- round. Yeah. Okay. First matchup, Colorado. Johnny wants sleepy. <laughs> I'm not going through oh the whole God. Stanley Cup playoffs right now. Oh, you Come can on. leave, then the rest of us big boys will go through. Uh, <laughs> oh, I wouldn't do this either. I don't. Yeah. Hoagie and I will go through them then. Oh, um, that's gonna be riveting. <laughs> was this John's matchup. idea? This was John's idea. Now he's trying to put the kibosh to it. What a team player! Thanks, <laughs> Ivan. Uh, <laughs> Stick to hockey, please. <laughs> this is hockey. Uh, anyways, All right, come on. Let's first go. matchup I was trying before you wouldn't shut the hell up. Colorado Nashville, first round. John, you go first since you're just chomping at the bit. I mean, if if Nashville's goalie wasn't out for the first two games, I would I would at least tease it a little bit, but Colorado's blowing them out. Hoagie. Colorado. Matt are we saying, are we saying in, in what games? I'm going Colorado in five. Colorado and yeah, five. I'll Colorado and five as well. Colorado and six. Six. Ooh. All right, then. Next matchup, and probably the best out of the West, in my opinion, Minnesota and St. Louis. Yeah. Let's go reverse order. order. Matt Casey, who you got? How many uh, games? I'm going uh, St. Louis in seven. Hoagie. Minnesota in five. Five? <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going Minnesota, but in seven. I'm with Casey, St. Louis in seven. Next matchup. Minnesota in five. Calgary and Dallas. John Gove, winner and in how many games? Uh, Calgary in five. Hoagie. Calgary Dallas in four. Oh. <laughs> Casey. I'll throw it. I'll go. I'll go. Calgary and four sweep and sweep for Calgary. Ooh. There you go. I'm going Calgary six. I think actually, really quick. I think they're the scarier team in the West for Agreed. playoff hockey. When we get to second round predictions, yeah, we'll go further into that. Uh, last matchup in the West: Edmonton and Los Angeles. Matt Casey, who you got, and how many games? L A and six. I have no reason to base this off of anything. I just don't want to see Edmonton win anything. <laughs> Hoagie. I'm going LA in seven only because I felt like LA was going to be trash this season, and now they're in the playoffs. And Solid I'm also reason. going LA in seven more because Edmonton is just one of those teams that always underperforms <laughs> when it, <laughs> it means the most. That is my exact reasoning for picking LA in seven. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, swinging on over to the East. Interesting matchups. First one being Florida and Washington. So Flyers South against um, the Caps. John Gove, who you got? How many games? Caps will win a game. Florida and five. Hoagie? Florida and five. Matt Casey? Florida six. Florida four. Break out the brooms, baby. (laughs) <laughs> it's not going to happen, but whatever. 
Next matchup, Toronto and Tampa Bay that just kicked off here Monday night. Matt Casey, winner in how many games? I'm going Toronto in six. They're actually going to win a playoff series. Ooh, Hoagie. Toronto in seven, baby. Let's go. Oh, hell. John, come on, man. Give I'm uh, I'm going to go Toronto in five. <laughs> yes. I'm the only one picking Tampa here. So my reasoning with this is because <laughs> I think at some point this team is too good to to not win a playoff round, and Tampa's just got to be spent, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> And I went five just because I wanted to do the Hoagie tribute. You're welcome. <laughs> I just FYI, FYI, Toronto's up three nothing with ten minutes left in the second. So halfway. It's one game. Relax. I'm just saying, dude. Tampa and seven. Book it. Carolina and Boston. John Gove, winner and how many games? Uh, Carolina in six. Hoagie. Ditto. Carolina in six. Matt Casey. Carolina five. Boston's garbage. Right on. Carolina, six games. This one here, I'm going to hate watching it, but I think it's going to be the best of them all. New York Rangers against the Pittsburgh Penguins. For one last time, Matt Casey, who's winning? And in how many games? Oh, God, I wish they would just drop a bomb on this arena. (laughs) (laughs) It's all in favor. Uh, I'm I'm going I'm going Rangers in seven. Mm-hmm. Hoagie, Rangers in five. Wow, Ooh. is Jerry is Jerry uh, in goal or is he still hurt? That's a good question. Because if Jerry's hurt, then uh, then Rangers in five. Yikes! I'm going Pittsburgh in seven. I can't like. That that is it. like I hate it. That is the two most hated teams in in my life. Yep, yep. And <laughs> I honestly am rooting for Pittsburgh just because of our I'm in New, New York. York. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, if we're rooting for New York, we're rooting for a team that's already beat us in a rebuild. So I don't like that. I just right. don't like it. Right. It's yeah. an arrogance. <laughs> it's the New York mentality for some of those. Not all you guys. I love. I love you too, but. But not, uh, I'm, I'm not from New York. John's not from New York. Like we just right. happen to live in, you know, the third New York. The You've adopted the, the the persona of a New Yorker, and I just I what the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> just don't like it. Like Sidney Crosby, just don't what? like it. <laughs> oh, I'll fuck you, huh? <laughs> All right. Well, before this gets any more out of this hand, guy, this guy, he doesn't <laughs> know this Luke. guy. Guy. <laughs> All right, Hoagie, you got a dad joke for us this week? Absolutely, Derek. You can't answer it because I sent it to you already. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Derek, no, I, Derek, I was thinking about putting this one on the show. What do you think of it? No, I was I was hammered on Saturday night and sent it to Derek. <laughs> it is um, Derek approved. <laughs> why is it illegal to do reverse cowgirl in Alabama? I don't know. You could explain what reverse cowgirl is for listeners or no? <laughs> they are explicit, so. You can't turn your back on family, guys. 
I don't know if it's a dad joke. It was a bit of a joke on my. I don't care. That's not a dad joke. That's that's a bad joke. So really funny. Before we go, sorry, that's it for us. My wife. Bye now. Hey, shut up. So we were we were shopping at a, a BJ's. I don't know if you guys have those by you, but they're like the, the wholesale. BJ. Going to a BJ's. Um, <laughs> they, they're like wholesale, like Costco. I don't, you know. Like so anyway, yeah, yep. So we, you always spend a lot of money there, right? Because it's all in bulk. So Carrie goes to me. She's like, you know, that was a little bit more expensive than I, I wanted. And she, she says to me, we got diverse paper towels. At least that's what I heard. Diverse paper towels. And I'm like, what do we get? Like multicolored paper towels? Like what the hell? Like, this is like green, a carry red and this one's yellow. Move, like with tan ones. I'm like, it diverse like paper old- towels. <laughs> what are you doing? Buying diverse? She goes, diapers and paper towels. <laughs> 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 like your paper towels look like an old baby commercial <laughs> right what is all right i mean the world we're living in i would not be shocked if we got rid of the white paper towels but <laughs> all right well um with that being said john if you'd like to continue and uh let the listeners know where they're going to be able to find us sure First, you can follow Matt Casey on Twitter at Pod Street Casey spelled out. And you hey, can that's follow- Casey, C-A-S-E-Y. Then, <laughs> Hoagie, do you want to say your dumb thing? <laughs> nope. All right, good choice. You don't need to follow him on Twitter. Anyway, you can you can find this podcast on all your various podcast listening receptacles included, but not limited to... Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, Spreacher, Stitcher. Would you hear the dog in the back do the old ear shake thing? Sounded kind of funny, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Pocket Cast, oh. um, iHeartRadio. No. I, I, <laughs> Google, Google Podcasts, um, YouTube, and anything <laughs> else that has the old podcasts on it. If you're going deeper than that, then like, Kudos to you for finding something <laughs> right. nobody else knows about. <laughs> Do we really appeal to the hipster crowd that would be looking at those types of apps? Question for yeah. next episode. Hoagie Let's brings in poll. all the hipsters. Pod, pod launcher. There's one. There it is. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at PodSDBullies. You can find me on Twitter at PodStreetBob. Check out our affiliates, Flyers High and Wide, 5-Minute Major as well. Check out their podcast dropping every week. Until then, folks, we'll be back next week with uh, more of the same. Bye now. Bye now. Bye now. Bye now. Bye now. Bye now. now. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy. The tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.